Welcome to the Home Service Small Business Spotlight. I am your host, Arthur Yan, co-founder and CEO of Nest Protection Plan. We partner with restorers, contractors, real estate professionals, and other entrepreneurs to increase their revenue, grow their business valuation, and help them build a platform of services for homeowners across the country. We think every American family and property owner deserves peace of mind for their health, indoor living, and longevity, all for less than a dollar a day. Also, I love forming relationships. Add me on Facebook or LinkedIn today and let's connect. Oh, and stick around to the end of this episode. We'll reveal how you or someone you know can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Here we go. Hey, what is going on, everybody? How are you doing? Welcome to another episode of the Home Service Small Business Spotlight. This is actually episode number 57, and it's a, it's a great one that we've got lined up for you. I'm your host, Arthur Yan. We've got a guest who uh, is a fantastic uh, person. He's I actually just found this out. He's actually a Clemson alumni like myself. So um, he's also the CEO and the founder of Building Raving Fans. He's a business consultant, um, and he is really just an inspirational guy. He's Clifton Muckenfuss. Clifton, how you doing, man? Hey, Arthur. I'm doing uh, I'm doing exceptionally well. In fact, somewhere between exceptional and fantastic. And that is one of my favorite answers, by the way, when when asking someone that question. Uh, but Clifton, thanks again for being on, man. This is this is an honor. Can you start off and like we always do, introduce yourself, tell tell the audience a little bit about your story and your background. Yeah. So Arthur, again, thank you so much for the opportunity to come on. I, I appreciate that. Um, you know, my, my, my story is my, my overnight success story is, is one that spans many, many years. Uh, so I'll, I'll spare the audience, uh, that backstory, but there's a lot of pain kind of in the past and, and, and all of that. We all have a story, right? But I think for uh, the purposes of, of this conversation, uh, it would probably be best to start at uh, my most recent uh, entrepreneurship uh, journey, if you will. And, and that started in, in 2010. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur for, for longer than that. But as it relates to the, you know, the service, home service space, you know, I was I was working in uh, corporate America. I was working for a Fortune, I think at the time, Fortune 100 company, AT&T. And uh, I was in sales. I was I was very successful. My wife was pregnant with our first uh, first son, and we were building our our starter home. And uh, a childhood friend of mine approached me with the idea of let's let's start a, a siding uh, company, uh, a residential remodeling company. And so I was like, sounds great. Let's make it happen. And, and your audience can't see this, but I literally wrote down a business plan on the size of a post-it note. And, uh, and, and he and I and another friend of ours, we sat down at this local brewery in Raleigh, North Carolina. And uh, I pitched them this idea. Here's the, here's the, here's the name. Here's what we're going to need. I'm going to need 1500 from you. 1500 from you and I'm going to put in 1500 as well. So we had this big business idea that was going to get started on, you know, 4500 bucks. And so my one friend looked over at me and was like, "I'm out." It was a quick I'm out, right? So we 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 encouraged him to go get another round. 
And he came back and continued to listen. And so I turned to my my other friend and I said, hey, man, I don't need 1500 from you. I need 1750 <laughs> And I'm going to put in 1750 And here we are <clears throat> in 2010. Great recession is in full swing, maybe on the tail end of that. Uh, in a market, Central North Carolina, that was, uh, you know, pretty competitive. And we're going to launch this, launch this company. Uh, the name of that company was Carolina Exteriors Plus. And so I remember coming home and uh, I shared, uh, I shared this with, with my, my wife who was pregnant. And she says, what do you, what do you know about construction? I've never heard you mention anything to me about construction. And I, you know, candidly looked at her and I said, nothing. I've done a little bit of construction in the summer, um, you know, and, and like digging foundations and a, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But, you know, still to this day, I don't I can't read a tape measure. I don't use power tools. Uh, I don't install anything. Uh, but what I'm really good at, uh, Arthur, is uh, connecting with people and getting people. And in this case, homeowners, prospects, comfortable Right, getting on the same side of the table, but getting comfortable with them sharing to me or with me what's causing them pain. We provide a solution to ease pain, and hey, there's there's nothing else that should stop us from working together. But so so we launched this company, and uh, my wife was like, I, I just I don't know, but I believe in you. And if you've ever had anybody say that to you that you care about, anybody any of your listeners, if they've ever had anybody look at had anybody look at them and say. I believe in you. You know the power. That's powerful, yeah. Those words carry, right? Because up until then, again, the backstory, because we all have that story, I'd really given nobody a reason to really believe in me. In fact, I didn't really believe in myself. Uh, and so that kind of started things. Uh, and, you know, that first year in business, you know, we started in, in August of that year and we did one project from August to December. Now, mind you, we didn't, it was an established market, 2010. But the really cool thing happened is that we didn't give up. Uh, and, and less than about 18 months later, we did our first million bucks. Wow. And here's how we did it. Because everybody wants to know, hey, what's the magic pill? Right? As humans and as business owners and entrepreneurs, we, we, we seem to want to take the path of least resistance. And we want somebody to just give us this magic pill. There was no magic pill other than deliver exceptional experiences. And that's yeah. what we did. We didn't have this huge ad budget. It was a startup company on 3,500 bucks. And so we treated every single person like our next job had to be a referral from that one. And so we poured into them and we broke through all of the uh, the misconceptions, so to speak, of the construction space of, you know, uh, guys don't show up, budgets are never accurate, uh, communication's terrible, uh, workmanship is, you know, might be okay, but just a negative experience, right? Car dealers, attorneys, and contractors usually have like the three worst satisfaction scores. But So we, we, we were building a company to go totally against that. And so, man, like, and some of the things we're going to get into is we created programs to drive repeat business, drive referrals, drive reviews. And really what we, we coined is, is create those customers for life. 
Um, and so we, we grew that business um, uh, to a, a multiple seven figure company. And then I exited that business in, in November of 2021. Wow. That wasn't that long ago. And that's uh, yeah. an amazing, amazing uh, journey that you went through along those steps of, and, and of course, one of the things you pointed out was that ultimately homeowners and customers, and they're not impressed by, you know, how to use a measuring tape or, you know, how to do, you know, the finite little mechanical things at the end of the day, they're impressed by how you treat them, how you listen to their problems, how you're, you know, working with them in that way. Uh, so you've obviously figured that part out so well. And now you're, you're consulting with companies and people and business owners to show them that same process. Um, well, and Clifton, can you tell us, um, maybe as a starter question, how, how can people looking to build their brand identify and reach that target audience? Those, those people that they ultimately want to have the opportunity to be in front of kind of maybe before they're building the referral chain. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that one of the, one of the things that I, I actually walk, you know, business owners through right now is, is what we call a, a top 10 exercise, right? So now this is for people that have already done business, right? So it's a little bit different if you haven't had any clients, but I'll, I'll do, I'll answer the question in two ways. So this, this answer is going to be for those business owners that have customers. They've already done some work. And so I would say that uh, once a year, if not twice a year, you go through what I call a top 10 exercise, Okay. And what that is, 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 is basically draw a line in the middle of a piece of paper. And on the left side, I want them to write down the top 10 clients that they've had in terms of revenue. Okay. Mrs. Smith, 100,000, Jones, whatever they are, but the top 10 in terms of money. Now, on the other side of that line, I get them to write down the job names of the top 10 best experiences. All right. Left side revenue, right side experience. And what we then do is we compare the two columns and our hope is that there's some overlap. OK. And so really what we then do is we start to break down what are what's the psychographics, what's the demographics, what were the, the, the similarities of those projects? Was it a project type? Was it a service? Was it a project manager? Was it a geographic location? What was it? And that's actually how we build our avatar. Okay, and so those are the people that we then go after. We know where they are, where they live. We know what they like. We know the types of services they enjoy or prefer. And so we create campaigns to go after that. So that's one, that's one type, right? Mm -hmm. Second type or the second answer to the question would be, is if somebody's just starting out and they don't really have any customers, the best thing that I can recommend and I do recommend is to create a list of people that you would ideally like to work for. All right. So what are the characteristics of the people that you resonate with? that you would enjoy talking to, that you would enjoy basically hanging out with for a period of time and engaging in commerce, all right? And so then what are the characteristics of that person? 
And then I just want you to take out your cell phone and I want you to go to social media and I want you to just talk about it every single day, multiple times a day. This is the company I own. This is the company uh, that we started. This is what we do. And these are the people that we serve and continue to spread that message. That makes sense. It makes so much sense. And you're showing people uh, the experiences from actual customers from actual work. I've, I've been a big fan of showing the before and after of uh, with your projects. And that's what, you know, you're selling, you're selling happiness, right? That's what you're ultimately doing. Um, and I want to ask you too, you being um, a spiritual man, like myself, a man of faith, um, what role does emotional and in, in spiritual intelligence play in effective business leadership? And, uh, and how, how do you and how, how do other people, how can they foster it within themselves? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. So for the longest time, you know, I, I, kinda, I, was, I grew up and I was told that, you know, you really don't talk about religion and you don't talk about politics and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but for me, Arthur, you know, we approach business a little bit different. Like I was not going to shy away from that. And again, uh, maybe this is for another episode, but but a, a life that was spent chasing opportunity and the wrong things and living for the wrong reasons that led me to, you know, all kinds of trouble. There was only one reason and one reason only that I had gotten to the level that I had gotten in business. And that was because God spared me from all of the poor decisions that I had made. Right. And mm. so if he got me to that place, because trust me, I gave him plenty of reasons to give up on me. Right. <clears throat> but so then I wasn't going to stop talking about it. I was going to continue to bring people into our company, team members that also shared similar values. I didn't force faith on them or anyone, but I do not shy away from it. And I lived my life in a way, especially now, in a way that if you look at me and my life and the way that I live and the things that I talk about and openly uh, share my, my testimony and my faith with others, you're either attracted to it and you want to be a part of it or you're repelled by it. And that's okay. Right. But I think it's super important. So, you know, empathy, really understanding what your people are going through and, and, and having that heart of service. You know, you, we hear this this phrase, you know, servant leadership, and, and that's really others before self. So when I would bring someone onto our team and here's what I think is amazing. So in the 11 years that I was there at our company, we had two people leave. The entire time. One was a bad fit and the other one retired early. So wow. imagine that and all of our employees and all of our subcontractors were all referrals from existing team members. And so why that's important is because we would bring people in and we believe people were bigger than the position. Right? The position is just what brought them into our, our ecosystem, if you will. But what, what was motivating them? And so we would really kind of dive into the person. And when we understand the person, 
And we understand what drives that person. Again, that servant leadership, we can put opportunities in front of them that align with their why and help them get what they want. And I think it's Zig Ziglar, you know, if you get, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll eventually get what you want. And it's that type of leadership um, that, that I believe is what led us to very little turnover. And that mindset was instilled inside of our team. So they went out and delivered the great, the wow experiences to our clients. And so by virtue of us leading our team that way, our team then led our clients that way. And so it was just kind of this ripple effect. Wow. And I, I think it's almost a law of physics, right? How could you possibly not be lifted up yourself if you help enough people lift themselves up? I mean, it's just, there's no way to go against that theory. Um, and, you know, I've seen it time and time again, where uh, people are trying a little bit too hard to, uh, you know, to force kind of a, a culture force kind of, you know, and, and yeah, obviously, you want to create that culture within your work environment. But I, I mean, I challenge people to say, did you go through an 11 year stretch like Clifton, where you had that kind of an employee retention rate, where one person left? you know, other than retirement. And that's, that's fantastic. You've been doing it so well for so long, Clifton. Um, I want to see if you will share some insights with us on how uh, listeners can create, you know, you're building that culture, how can they create those sustainable business habits, um, and, and even sustainable life habits? Yeah, absolutely. Be happy to. So I think everything starts with with core values. Right? Every person is living by a set of values, right? So personal values, but you also need to install those into your, into your business as well. So what are those foundational principles that you're going to build your business on? Those non-negotiables, right? What are the things we're going to base all of our decisions on? Who we hire, who we fire, who we bring on as a trade partner, who we bring on as a vendor, who we bring on as a supplier. Oh, by the way, who we actually do business with, right? So the core values, those remarkable principles is, is the foundation, right? So that's step one, let's create the core values. Step two is let's install them and weave them into the fabric of the company, right? And so we we because they're not just on a wall, like a, on a on a plaque somewhere. That's what most businesses have. You ask somebody, hey, do you have core values? Do you have remarkable principles? Oh, yeah, yeah. What are they? Nine out of 10 business owners can't recite their own core values. And if an owner can't recite his or her own core values, I can almost guarantee their team can't, which means core values are just on the wall. They're not a part of the fabric of the company. And so we want to make sure we install them. Then we reinforce them through regular team meetings with set agendas and those types of things. That's from a leadership perspective. And then we want to just continually lift people up. We want to continually lift people up. We want to love on them. We also, part of loving someone is also being honest with them. Right? You can love someone. And if you do love someone, a team member, not like a, a romantic love, 
But you, if you love your people, you need to hold them accountable. You need to be honest and open and trusting with them, right? And so I believe that that is how we build cultures that continue to excel, that continue to win awards, that continue to show up every single day uh, and give the 100% because they know why, you know, the company exists. They know why they're on the, on the company or on the team. And uh, so I think it, it all starts with, with core values. Uh, but it also, because you asked about in your personal life, it also starts with habits, right? So in life, if you want to become a person worthy of the success, I believe that God has planned for every single one of us, you, Arthur, myself, and every single person listening to this episode, God has success planned for your life. In order for us to achieve that success, note I didn't say wealth or money, I said success. In order to achieve that, I believe that you might have to become someone different. That might mean the formation of new healthy habits and the releasing of some bad habits. Same thing in business. An example of a bad habit in business is not returning phone calls or emails in a timely manner. That's a bad habit that a lot of business owners and a lot of businesses have. So we're gonna form a new healthy habit. Maybe we leverage automation, maybe we uh, put someone in charge of that, but we have to form these habits. So if we start with foundational core values and then the establishment of habits. Yeah. Well, and and we've all seen those uh, habits work against us and, and also seen them within ourselves. And uh, we, you know, ultimately that's going to be something that's just going to lay the, the groundwork. Um, it, I mean, with everything we're doing in every part of our life and our lives and businesses. Um, and I wanted Clifton to thanks again for not only going through that really, really wonderful way of, of how to, you know, lay out your habits, lay out your values, make them visible. Uh, but you're a visible uh, example of, of transformation. You know, you're not a fitness coach, but you've made such an amazing journey in your fitness and in your shape, your, the shape of your body, shape of your health. So tell us, um, what did you have to do? I mean, what are some habits? Because yeah. I'm sure you got up, you went to the gym, you went running, you, you know, tell us some about, about that, how you went from being overweight to being in extremely great physical shape. Yes. Uh, you asked me off air, hey, do, do you, I know you're coaching and consulting. Like, do you do fitness coaching as well? And uh, and, and I said, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you, you look like, you, you you know, you got some of those pictures out there. It kind of looks like, <laughs> hey, I'm going to show you how to get in shape, guys. I, I know. And I, pre I appreciate that. I'm actually uh, a pretty humble guy. So when I post those pictures, I'm like, man, am I good? But here's the reason why I do that. The reason why is because I believe that my life can be an example of what is possible. Because if you know where I came from to where I'm at, it actually makes that journey even more special. Right? So leading up to December 23rd of 2018, my businesses were doing well. Uh, my relationships weren't great. 
at that time I had, I was married, uh, still am, wonderful, amazing woman. Um, and I'm pointing over here, like your listeners can can see me pointing on the other side of these walls. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely <laughs> raising his, his arm up in, uh, in celebration <laughs> of his spouse, that's sure. Um, so married to an amazing woman, Marianne, I, I have a 13-year-old son, Chase, an 11-year-old son, Cody, and a 10-year-old daughter, Cameron. And so in 2018, leading up to December 23rd, businesses were great, relationships weren't that great. I was still living for me, 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 only child. And so uh, I lived the life leading up to that, trying to you know please others, thinking that they would like me. And so anyway, I got up to about 200, almost 230 pounds. I'd had a shoulder surgery, had an injury, shoulder, right sh shoulder was rebuilt and uh, just unhealthy, drinking every day, doing things that you shouldn't be doing. On December 23rd, 2018, I just made a commitment. I made a commitment. I made a contract with myself, right? That I was going to stop living for me, start living for we, and start making decisions for us and not myself. And so on that day, I downloaded MyFitnessPal, which is an app. And since that day, Arthur, I have logged everything that I've put in my body. Everything. Wow. This glass of Earl Grey tea will go in there. Uh, you know, 128 ounces of water will go in there. Every meal. I mean, I walk around scanning barcodes to track macros, to track what I'm doing. Because uh, the, the famous phrase Peter Drucker coined, you know, what gets measured gets managed. That's the actual phrase. And so when I'm measuring this, I can manage what I need to be doing. And so I, I went on that journey, right? But here's where it changed. Leading into 2023, uh, in December of 22, I was doing an annual planning trip with my family. Now, we had just gotten crushed by Hurricane Ian here in Southwest Florida. It's September of 22. In December of that year, God placed on my heart a word, uh, and that word was evolve. And, that, and, and I didn't know why, but I put I wrote that word on a post-it note. I put it on a mirror, and I looked at it. I studied. I meditated on it, and that was the word that was going to sort of guide me through 23. And I had no idea why, but one of the goals that I wrote down that day was at the age of 26, I'm 46, I'm sorry, at the age of 46, I was going to achieve single-digit body fat as a 46-year-old male. And I had to ask myself, what am I willing to give up habit? And what am I willing to start habit to make this possible? And so what I did is I made a commitment. I was going to stop drinking alcohol. So today will be 397 days without a drop of alcohol. That is also, excellent. That is excellent. You. Thank you. As someone who used to drink six to eight to 10, you know, glasses of bourbon a night. Um, wow. Yeah. So I made that commitment. I'm going to stop this habit. I'm going to start a new one. So the new habit I started is I'm going to run a 5K every day. So 5K for your listeners, if you don't know that, that's 3.11 miles. 
every day. Three years ago, I couldn't really run a mile. And today I will run number 400 because there were a couple of days that I doubled up. So I'll run my 400th 5K today. That is extremely impressive. And, and I think what we're dealing with right now is a David Goggins level of commitment without the, uh, the, uh, the obscenity or the yeah. profanity, I guess I should say, but yeah. uh, man, that is amazing Clifton. And, you know, it goes to show people that they're listening to your story. Commitment is so powerful. And if you, I've heard this too, if you, if you're 98 or even 99% into something you're you're going to fail because that one percent is going to creep in and it's going to give you an excuse at some point to get out but if you're a hundred percent you got no options right you have to be doing it and i i think it's just an amazing example in everything that you're doing sharing with the audience um how to build those habits clifton um can you tell us Tell us your website. Tell us how everybody can reach you out there and on social media too. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, on social media, on Facebook at Clifton Muck and Foos, on Instagram at Your Small Biz Coach, on LinkedIn as well at Clifton Muck and Foos. Uh, I've got two websites you can check out, cliftonmuckandfoos.com and also uh, buildingravingfans.com. And, and that is a that that's the company where I took all of the systems and all of the things and the strategic marketing plans and programs inside my construction company. I took all of that and actually created a company to offer that to other home service companies so that they can increase their referrals, repeat business, reviews, all of that. And it's a done-for-you solution. So, you know, we believe at Building Raving Fans that, you know, we're a client experience company that leverages technology to enhance human connection. That's fantastic. And I'd strongly advise anybody listening, if you're trying to change things and trying to improve, trying to enhance your uh, your business in a lot of ways, Clifton is a great guy to to look into and to talk to. Um Clifton, we always like to wrap up the show with some kind of, you know, fun question, but you pointed out earlier, he, and those that are just listening, you can't see the, uh, the picture of the plane behind him, but it is a, an airplane that I think is, a, is laid out like an explosive diagram or it's a diagram. Um, can you, can you explain what that is again for everybody? Yeah, absolutely. So, so the, so the picture on my wall behind me is, is a, is an airplane. Uh, I am a business made simple certified business coach and if you think about uh, an airplane or business, we believe that, you know, a business is kind of like an airplane. So we've got leadership, sales, operations, marketing, cash flow, and each one of those departments represents a piece of, of the airplane. And so, uh, and it all starts with leadership, which is the cockpit. And so uh, it kind of ties us back into uh, that servant leadership the core values, the foundational principles. And so, yeah, that, that picture is, uh, is the, the BMS airplane. Awesome. Okay. Are you a pilot? I am not a pilot. Okay. I wasn't sure to add to your, your repertoire. <laughs> that would be great. Got a lot of things not flying an aircraft. <laughs> well, Clifton, man, this has been awesome. It's really, really been a great conversation. I, I know people listening have learned a lot, 
you definitely, uh, those that are out there, you need to go check Clifton out. Um, I'd advise, you know, reaching out to him, getting him to help with, help you with your business. He's Clifton Muck and Foos. He's M, it's spelled M U C K E N F U S S. Uh, he's the CEO of building raving fans. He's also a coach at win rate consulting Clifton, man. It's been an honor. I really, really appreciate you being on the show. Arthur, it's been a fun conversation of, you know, Hey, one person listening takes action or maybe changes their life. It's been worth it. Thank you so much for being a great, a great host. Absolutely, man. Thank you for being on. And that's going to do it for this episode of the home service, small business spotlight. Hope y'all have a wonderful week and we will see y'all next time. Arthur Yon here. Thank you so much for listening to the home service, small business spotlight. If you are a successful restorer, contractor, or home service provider who would like to be on this program, please visit jointhenestteam.com slash go. If you got something out of this interview, would you also share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the social. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag HSSP Spotlight. I love seeing your posts, love seeing your guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and your reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, jointhenestteam.com slash go, or follow me on LinkedIn and Facebook. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.